you're a California conservative, a libertarian, a moderate Democrat, believe in common sense, or just a sane person, this is the political podcast for you. It's the California Underground Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Cal Feet in California Politics or the California Underground. Uh, give it a couple minutes to let everybody jump on. But I guess I'll start off this live by already going out and saying if some of the stuff I, I say sounds a little harsh, um, I will say this. It's, it's because I think we need to really have these serious conversations. And I'm going to say this with all sincerity and, and, and not really saying, not trying to offend anybody. Um, but the point of today's episode or the top topic that I want to talk about is this whole issue with how the recall is going to go and what we can do to help it. Uh, because there's a lot of misinformation that's really flying out around out there. And there's a lot of defeatist attitude that's already flying around out there. And I'm here to say like, if you, if that's your attitude your attitude is to be defeatist and be like, well, they're already going to cheat. So what's the difference? They're just going to do mail and ballots. And like, they're just going to, they're just going to cheat. So, you know, noodles is going to stay in power. Like why even bother? Like if that's your attitude, then I don't know what to tell you, completely honest. Like, the reason this platform was created was to come up with, like, positive ideas, solution, like, action items that we can all follow, um, share with each other, and, and push this state forward. And if your attitude is basically going to be like, well, you know, there's really no reason. Like, we'll just, you know, he's going to cheat. He's going to do mail-in ballot and stuff like that. Like, one of the, and I was thinking about this yesterday one of the good things that came out of the 2020 election and with issues with you know election integrity was that it woke people up to that there were issues with election integrity that's the good thing the bad thing is is that it created this sense that there's always going to be election integrity issues there are and i'm glad people are aware of it but that doesn't mean that every single election is going to be stolen. It doesn't mean every single election is already in the bag. I mean, if that were the case, let's put it this way. If that were the case and the Democrats could already cheat their way through California, how did we flip four house seats? That's one thing that I don't think people really talk about. How did Republicans start to gain back seats? How did Mike Garcia not only win a special election, but he won his actual election to be congressman in a district that isn't necessarily Republican? So what I'm saying is, is that it's not black or white and it's not always, well, they're just going to do this and they're just going to, you know, they're going to cheat and they're going to get noodles back in by cheating and there's going to be lockdowns. We don't know if there's going to be lockdowns, to be completely honest. We don't know if there will be lockdowns. So we have to go with what is happening and what we know right now what's the game strategy right now if it changes then obviously we have to change and we have to adapt but that doesn't mean you should just sit down and go oh well forget it We're, it's not worth fighting for so they're just going to do everything um so yeah as camille says mail-in ballots are not a new concept even before covid i always got a mail-in ballot and that was honestly the way i would prefer it because I could take it down to the polling station after I had done a long, extensive review of every single person and sat, you know, like over an hour 
going through every single person. I've always said this, take your time, read a lot of things. I always like to pour myself a glass of nice whiskey, make it an event, you know, put on some good music, pour a glass of whiskey, um, and then fill it out and then drop it off at the polling location. So, you know, it's going to get there. Uh, I know a lot of people don't really trust the U.S. post office. That's fine. You can always drop it off. But that's not the issue that I'm talking about here. I think there's a lot of misinformation. I'm glad Anthony put that that tweet out there that about the San Diego Union Tribune article, which I was reading this morning, is basically what she's saying. Now, every county is different, but basically what she's saying, let's see, hold on, hold please. Um, the registrar will mail out ballots on August 16th, a month before the recall election on September 14th. Voters can return their ballots by mail or a ballot drop-off locations throughout San Diego County. So this is just San Diego County. Every little place is different. So just double check. And this is the caveat. Double check every single county that you're in because the rules are different for every registrar, but they have to publish all rules. They, they can't hide the ball on you. The registrar voters also will offer early voting, early voting from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday, starting August 16th. Um, Voters can also cast ballots in person. Let me say that voters can also cast ballots in person at polling locations, which will open Saturday, September 11th through Election Day. Polling stations will be open 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Saturday through Monday of the voting period and 7 a.m. to 8 p.m on election day. So these are the things that like, let's, let's just dispel this myth right now that they're just going to send out mail-in ballots. Um, and that's it, that they're just going to do the mail-in ballot thing. They're going to do ballot harvesting because I know Aubrey Huff put this out there that they're just going to do mail-in ballots and they're going to cheat. That's not true because you can actually, according to the San Diego registrar on record saying, no, there's going to be time you can come in and vote. This might be one of those times that I will actually go in and vote, that I will actually go to the polling location and I will sit down and I will vote at the the polling station rather than sit down and do it beforehand and do all that. Because it's really simple. There's two questions on this ballot. This isn't like a general election where you're going to get, is it going to be like a general where it's, oh, well, you know, do you vote this person? Do you vote this? You know, there's 20 candidates and then there's, how many different propositions and you have to sit there and go through everything and that could take forever. And you, then you got to remember which one is which like it, it gets like confusing. Um, but this is one of those times that I'm going to go in person. I'm going to go to the polling location. I'm going to make sure that I sit there and actually get into the polling location and vote in person um, because this is really important. And because it's only two questions, do you want to vote to recall him? Yes. And two, who do you select? Um, that's it. That's going to be the entire recall election. You don't have to worry about, are there going to be all these different issues? What if they call an emergency lockdown beginning September and shut down polling stations? Well, if I remember correctly in 2020, they still allowed polling stations and voting in person at different spots here in San Diego. You could still go vote in person, um, here in San Diego County. They added the whole, like everybody has to get mail-in ballots because they want to give people the incentive to, um, you can have your whiskey and research while filling out your mail ballot. Yep, exactly. You could also do a sample ballot. You could do the sample ballot as well. That's another option. Once you get your sample ballot, you can go over it, go through your voter information guide. You can fill out your sample ballot the way you would when you go in person. And then you could do that as well. So 
there are plenty of options of ways to vote. So I just wanted to dispel this idea that like this this glass half full defeatist attitude of, well, they're just going to rig it and there's going to be a lockdown. I don't think there's going to be a lockdown. I don't think Noodles has the political will to lock down people again uh, just because he's facing a recall. I think, he, if anything, he would probably wait until after the recall if he doesn't make it. Uh, but I, I just don't think there's the political will. Um, that's that's really my point, is I don't think there's the political will to lock down again. That's a whole different story. I, I think we talked about it on the podcast last week about do Democrats have the political will to lock down again? I I mean, I from what I've been hearing outside of Jack Posiak, uh, the White House doesn't really have the political will. It doesn't sound like they want to go backwards. Because going backwards uh, would be an omission of defeat, and it would really hang around the head of a lot of these Democrats to be like, well, we couldn't figure out COVID, and that's it. And they're going to lose a lot of support if they start locking down again. So I don't really think there's the political will to do so. In smaller, you know, smaller, more liberal areas like New York City and the Bay Area, of course, they're going to try and do lockdowns again. Do Are they going to do like shutdowns again? I don't know. But either way, what I'm trying to say is... Um, Pocahontas urging you to vote no on the Republican recall uh, and putting her ballot in a USPS mailbox. Yeah, they're trying to push that you can do it by mail. Um, what's the transition? I think it's 10 days. They have to switch over in 10 days. I don't know. Where can you watch the debate tonight? There is, there's going to be a debate tonight, correct? Um, is it going to be on any local stations or can it, is it going to be on YouTube? It probably might be on YouTube. So anyway, that's the point of this. Now, I, I'm sorry uh, if that comes off as kind of like harsh to people, um, but it's the truth. I'm not here to really sit here and wallow and complain and be like, oh, you know, like, oh, whatever, they're going to cheat and Democrats do it. No, I'm here to come up with like real solutions and real positive ideas of how we can move things forward. My ideas may not always be perfect, but I'm putting them out there. I'm putting them out there because we need to start thinking outside the box when it comes to turning this state around. I mean, all ideas are welcome. And if we just keep doing the square peg in the round hole kind of strategy, it's never going to change anything. So we have to stop saying, oh, well, they're just going to cheat. And that, that, that's the end of it. Um, but with that said, I've told a lot of people that you can actually be a part of this. Now, I, I, I want to make sure to clarify on the language. There are people who say like, well, you can be a poll watcher and a poll worker. So let's get right into it. There is a difference between a uh, poll watcher or what they call an election observer. Uh, more Unwells. Now, see, that's the same thing I'm talking about. It, they're, they're trying, but they're still going to be they're still going to be voting in person. Um, so go show up in person. It's a real easy election. Bottom line, go, go show up in person. You know, if there's voting polling locations, make it your point to show up on that day and vote to recall. Um, that's basically it. Anyway, as I was saying, real, the language of what I've been putting out is really important that it, there, there are two different things. There's poll worker and there is Poll watcher slash election observer is the other term for it. So like in Orange County, I have the guide right in front of me. And you can go look this stuff up. All this stuff is available at your registrar. So if you go to your county registrar, this is where you get all of the information um, 
about your election in your county because your counties are what run these state elections. It's kind of like how the states run their own elections. Counties run their own elections as well, and they have really the rules and the procedures set out. So this is a, I'm looking at it, and you can find it pretty easily. If you go to Orange County Registrar, and it doesn't want to seem to listen to my my scrolly wheel on my mouse. Um, boop, 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 okay, we're not working now. That's cool. There we go. Uh, so an election observer. Let me give you what are observers allowed to do. An observer is allowed to observe proceedings at the polls, take notes, and watch all procedures, ask questions about election procedures, ask questions of supervisors at the central counting site, view mail ballot and provisional ballot processing, view all activities at the central counting site on election day, view the canvas of the vote activities following the election, obtain information from the precinct index, use an electronic device, including a smartphone, tablet, or other handheld device at a central processing site or vote center, Provided that the use of the device does not result in a violation of any provision of the election code. What are observers responsible for? Checking in at each site, whether a vote center or a central counting site, wearing an identification badge, maintaining a professional manner while observing the election process, ensuring they do not interfere with the election process, following established county observation rules and policies. What are observers not allowed to do? Interfere in any way with the election process, assist in vote center operations, touch election-related materials, sit at or stand behind the check-in tables, communicate with vote center personnel who are presently engaged in the process, converse with or solicit voters regarding the casting of ballot, talk in a loud voice, cause confusion, display an election, so no electionarian, wear the uniform of a peace officer, private guard, so don't imitate a cop, that's weird. Use phones, cameras in a way that would violate the election code. Ballot selfies are permitted for voters, which I didn't know that. That's an interesting new tidbit. Um, But anyway, that's what an election observer is allowed to do. Um, Thank you, Quakes, for the support. Uh, By the way, if anybody wants to support the platform, uh, you can support buying a badge below. that's what an election observer is allowed to do. Now, an election observer is basically someone who can just go in and they can watch. They can watch the whole thing, but you're not allowed to challenge. That's really where the difference is between like a poll worker and somebody else is that you're not really allowed to challenge. Now, there's been some instances where like the Election Integrity Project people have um, gotten into these polling centers and they've challenged when they're not supposed to but because of the kind of their pressure they actually did challenge and um it's kind of confusing so their tactics election integrity project i'm not really sold on the idea that like just challenging every single thing is the best way to do it because it's one of those things like if you yell fire or if you're like the boy who cried wolf every single time it's not going to result in anything so an election observer what they can do is that they can observe. They can observe and probably record and and keep an eye on everything. And if something comes up, you can call, well, I know you're probably going to be thrilled about this. You can call the security secretary of state hotline. That's one option, but I will guarantee or probably guarantee that there is going to be a Republican center of legal assistance and lawyers who are ready to go. It's going to be like a war room of lawyers. If it ain't, if it's anything like 2020, when I went and volunteered out in Arizona, there's going to be a war room for the entire state where you can call in. It's going to be like a hotline where you can call in and start making these claims to attorneys. And these attorneys will be ready. They'll be sitting at the ready 
to like start filing stuff if you can get a statement from you and they can get it and they can file it. Like there's they they have this down pat um, in terms of in terms of getting something done. So if you're an election observer, you can't necessarily challenge something, but you can alert somebody who will challenge something. And that's really important. So if you're going to be an election observer, go in, keep an eye on everything. Don't be a menace. Like, don't be a menace. That's the one thing. Like, don't disrupt what's going on. Don't draw that attention to yourself. Just kind of sit back, watch everything. If anything looks kind of fishy, record it if you can. Take pictures, stuff like that. Um, and then call if they're, you know, once, if I get the Republican hotline, I'll make sure to post that so that people can call in, uh, and then call that hotline, you know, step out, step out of the election center. Hey, I'm in, uh, you know, I'm downtown, I'm in Anaheim right now and I'm at a polling center and something looks weird. Like they're, they're bringing in a whole bunch of ballots that we don't know where they came from. Um, and let the attorneys handle it. That's your job. You're going to be the eyes and ears on the ground. Um, you're, 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 yeah, exactly. Leave all your MAGA hats at home. Don't wear anything of your specified candidate. Electioneering is not allowed within 100 feet of any polling location. I think it's 100 feet. Yeah, I think it's 100 feet. No electioneering. So don't wear anything that will give any any indication of who you are voting for. In fact, just wear like a normal blue shirt. I don't, you know, like just wear blue. They may like that. Just wear a normal blue shirt or, or, or just a white shirt or whatever. Just be completely neutral. So no one knows what you're doing there. Um, report all write-in shirts. Yeah, that's that's electioneering. You can't, even voters can't really go in with electioneering on um, because that's not the point. You're not supposed to be electioneering or electioneering inside the voting center. So that's what an election observer can do. Uh, so no noodle shirt. Uh I don't know. That's a good question. They may, well, they may see noodles and they may think you're supporting noodles. So that's electioneering, but they may let that go. I don't know. I, to be on the safe side, don't wear your noodles shirts to the recall center. Uh, wear them afterwards to like the election observing party. And when the results come in like that, wear your noodle shirt. Anyway, so that's what you can do as an election observer. There's different ways to do it. I would contact your county registrar to see how you can become an election observer. Get involved now. You know, say, hey, can I become an election observer? Do I have to? Um, do I have to go through any sort of training? Do I have to verify myself? Ask those questions. Reach out to your county registrar and they have to provide you the information. Um, and they'll usually say, hey, you know, in times of COVID, here's where you're going to stand over here and, and whatever. Um, and that's really what you're going to do. But you're still allowed to go in and observe. I think California is pretty lax. I don't know if you can just walk in and be like, hey, I just want to be an observer and just watch it. But I would contact, double check with your registrar. Point being, don't cause a ruckus. Don't cause a big ruckus. Don't turn this into like you want to have your own little protest about what happened in 2020 or something like that. Really, it's all about like, just observe, be the eyes and ears, be quiet. If you see something, reach out to whatever hotline would have attorneys who are, are really um, kind of sympathetic to the cause and, and reporting this stuff. Uh, wear a souvenir style California t-shirt. Yeah, you can do that. Um, yeah, you can do that as well. Campaigns might have hotlines. Um, yeah, they have attorneys. 
I can tell you, I, I've been on these teams. I've been a part of this. I've been volunteering with this stuff for a couple election cycles so far. They have teams. There, There's a lot of training. There's a lot of people who are going through this, a lot of attorneys who are going through this, as many as they can get. Believe me, we could probably use a lot more in California. Uh, but there's a lot of attorneys out there who are ready and willing to jump in and file any claim in court. And they know how to do this. They've done this before. They know what they're doing. Don't try and be a hero is really the issue. Just be the eyes and ears on the ground. Be an election observer. Stay out of it for the most part. Stay as quiet as a church mouse so that they don't kick you out. Um, and just that's it. Basically, that's your job as an election observer. Keep an eye in it. Keep your ears, eyes and ears on everything. At the end of the day, just report it to the, the people who are going to really take action on it. Now, the different, the other side of this is that you can also be a poll worker. Uh, poll workers are a little bit different. I had someone who reached out to me to say like, uh, well, it's hard to be a poll worker because they want you to like, it's a full time job and you have to give up all this time. Yeah, because it's technically a job. Like it's technically a job to become a poll worker paid for by the county. You're part of like setting stuff up. You're part of all that other stuff. You're not just observing. If you have the time and you want to, certainly you can go to the registrar voter. I went on the San Diego County Registrar Voter. Um and boom. There was a big link right there. Like, hey, you want to become a poll worker? Become a poll worker. We need poll workers. Uh, if you have the time to do that, go right ahead. You can make a little extra money. I think they're paying like $14 an hour. So go right ahead. Make a little extra money. But a poll worker is more involved with like the administrative side of like getting everything set up, making sure everybody is um, checked in, all, you know, all this stuff that helps run the election. That's what a poll worker does. So it's a lot more intensive. Rather than an election observer, where you can go in, just observe, report back to whatever war room you want to report back to. You can become a poll worker. If you got the time to do that, you really want to learn about the election process, go right ahead and do that. But for most people, I would say most people are probably just interested in being an election observer. And that's easy enough to do. So go out and do that if you're really concerned with what's going on. Uh, mm -mm. What do you think about the remote access option where people can download a ballot, print it out and submit it? It seems like an easy way to ballot stuff. I don't I don't think that's real. I've never heard that before. I don't think you will that because there's usually when you get a ballot, right? When you get a mail-in ballot, there's identification numbers that say and the scan card and all that stuff to know like this ballot was specifically sent to this person for terms of in, in terms of tracking. Uh, same thing with like, you get that little receipt at the end. You're supposed to, when you submit it, put it in the envelope, you get a little receipt you get that little piece of paper. It's like this long. And I always tell people like, hold on to it, hold on to it until really all the election stuff is over. Hold on to it as long as possible. Um, because you never know if you want to just go in and double check, you never, you know, if there's always issues, you could go in double check and be like, Hey, you know, I checked the receipt on this specific risk on this information. And it shows that you didn't get my ballot. So I would like to, I sent it in. So I would like to make sure you get it. Um, when should we expect our ballot in the mail? They're going to mail it out on the 16th. So probably soon after, I would imagine right after that, there's going to be a lot of, and it's going to be your county who's going to be submitting it. So it should get to you pretty quickly. Mm -mm -mm. 
OCA Registrar will have info on observing on their site closer to election. See, there you go. Thank you for letting people know. You can reach out to them. They will tell you when to check back in. What would you suggest is a better use of your time or of our time in terms of observing or keeping an eye on the polls? If you want to observe, go observe. You know, definitely go observe. Uh, definitely go be a part of it. If that's something that you're concerned about, go observe. Uh, there's definitely opportunity for you to do that. If you don't have enough time to become a poll worker and actually learn how to be a poll worker and go through all the training and get paid and report for all the hours and the early voting and stuff like that, then, yeah, just send a picture where that is indicated on the OC Registrar of Voters mailer. I, I've never heard of anything like that. I've never heard of where you can download because they want to make sure they send out with a tracking material. And if that's the case, uh, you know, that could be an issue right there. I mean, if downloading stuff, how do we know who's downloading it and who's getting it? Will each city have a voting occasion? They'll probably have several. Yeah. Is it a real ballot or is it a sample ballot? It came in the mail Saturday. Interesting. Well, if you can send me more information on it, I haven't heard anything about it yet, so I don't know. Um, I've never heard of them allowing people to download a ballot and then bring it in. I've, I've heard of them allowing you to download a sample ballot where you can download the sample ballot, print it off, and then look at it and use it as like your reference to when you go vote. That's certainly allowable, but I've never heard of anyone allowing you to download. Hold on, let's see. I can, I mean, I'm sitting here talking about, I could just look it up because that's what I have a computer for. Orange County Registrar of Voters. Register to vote. Um, bum, 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 bum. Is this their site? Oh, God. Who built their site? Conditional voter registration. What is it under? I don't really, I don't see a lot of stuff. Voter registration order form. Um, do, 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 do. Thank you. Hello from Los Angeles. Keeping from, I don't see anything. Request certified copy of voter registration. Purchase voter data. Um, oh, online vote registration. Is that, you may register to vote online. Okay. Yeah, you can do that. That's fine. Um, I don't see where it says you can download a ballot though and use it. Just texted it to me. Okay. Um, anyway, I'll have to take a look at it, but I don't, I don't see anything right here about where you can download a ballot and do something with it. It just says the registration deadline for the September 14th is August 30th. That's good that you can't register the same day. So people got to get out there. They're calling it the remote accessible vote by mail system. Interesting. Voting. Vote anywhere. Oh, you can have a click here. You get a pop up one day. Voting at home. Uh, ballot Dropbox, current election info, current election. I'll, yeah, like I, I'll have to general voter in person open for 11 days. I'll, I'll take a look at it and see if I can find more information about it and if I can clarify what it means. But I've never heard of that before that you can download 
they want, I mean, even though they're doing vote by mail, I mean, vote by computer is pretty obnoxious. I feel like a lot more people would have heard about this and it would have been a bigger issue. Anyway, yeah, downloading a ballot definitely, definitely sounds suspicious. Um, that's for, that's for darn sure. Um, I mean, what's the point of voting if people can just download ballots and start filling them out as much as possible? Then you can just get ballot farms uh, and start overloading it. So that's my spiel that I wanted to say about all this election integrity stuff. There's plenty of ways to get involved. There's plenty of ways to make sure uh, there's plenty of ways to make sure that your vote counts. There's plenty of ways if you want to vote in person, I urge you to go vote in person. Like I said, I don't, I've never voted in person. I've always done the mail-in where I just drop it off and then I keep my receipt and I double check with the county registrar to make sure that it got there. Um, And then, you know, this is going to be the first time that I actually vote in person because this is an important one. And more important than that, it's really simple and it's easy to go in there. You know exactly what you're voting for. I assume everybody here is voting yes on the first question, who you're voting for on the second one. I'm sure there's plenty of debate about that. Um, but that's basically it. My main message is there are plenty of ways to get involved so that we can push back. Because if we just sit here and say, that they're going to cheat and they're going to do X, Y, and Z. They may try and do X, Y, and Z. They may absolutely try. I'm not going to sit here and say they're not going to try it. Maybe they overplayed their hand in 2020. Um, you get a receipt when you tear the back off of your envelope. There's like a little, it's like a little thing that goes bleep. Um, you just tear off the back. And then it, that's like you hold on to that receipt. It's like just a little piece of paper um, and hold on to it. And then you can go to your county registrar and put in the number and it'll be able to track and say, like, did we receive? Was your vote counted? Yes. So, you know, it takes a couple days for them to, if you, especially if you drop it off. But like I said, I don't think there's really any reason to do that this time around. It's going to be a quick question. It's not going to be like filling out. 20 different propositions and 20 different candidates and stuff like that. And you got to look through everybody, um, you know, next year, next year in 2022, we can definitely talk about general election. We are, where there's plenty of stuff to be talking about. There's going to be plenty of propositions to talk about in 2022. Um, so go in person is definitely my recommendation. Yeah, I agree with Carmen vote in person. Um, and definitely make sure it's recorded properly. That's another thing. If you go in there and it doesn't look like something is recorded properly, tell a poll worker, tell a poll worker because they have to address it. You can't just be like, Hey, something looks like it went wrong. I didn't get a receipt. It doesn't look like it was recorded. You have to let a poll worker know and don't leave until they confirm that they're going to fix it. That's another thing. Like don't leave. Don't just be like, Oh, I'm just going to leave. Okay. They'll take care of it. Stay until they fix it. That's the other thing. You have a right to know that your vote has been properly cast. And that's their job as a poll worker is to make sure that that vote is properly cast. So vote in person. Make sure it's recorded. If it's not recorded, alert a poll worker to something's wrong. If they tell you to leave, tell them I'm not leaving until I know that my vote has been properly counted. And that's it. Like That's how you ensure it. So there's plenty of ways to fight back on this. Is it an uphill battle here in California? Sure. But... 
just quitting before it even gets started is definitely something that I, I don't advocate for. We have to fight back and we have to push back. And we, 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 you know, insurmountable odds. You know, I don't want to get all patriotic and, and you know, founding fathers and stuff like that. But do you think like, uh, hey, Rooted Wings, uh, do you think the colonists sat around and said like, Hey, you know, guys, uh, Britain's really got a much bigger army and they really control everything and they run government here. So uh, it's really not worth it. Like we shouldn't just we shouldn't really do anything. Um, no, they, they knew that it was an uphill battle and they did it anyway. And we're definitely not facing war with Britain. But when when is an uphill battle ever been something that Americans have been scared of? So that's basically it. Uh, someone said, Molly said she's going to look into becoming a poll worker. There you go. Let's get noodles out. Just ready to vote because of new addresses. Ask you if you want to be a poll worker. There you go. Be a poll worker. If you got time, be poll worker. Because once you become a poll worker, you're going to learn a lot about the voting process. Probably more than I even know. Uh, that's for sure. So definitely... Go do it. It's It could be an educational process where you learn a lot about it, and then you can go educate other people about what's going on. I, got a little, I think I got a little schmutz on my... Oh, no, that was something else. It's an emoji. I thought I got schmutz on my phone. Anyway, so that's my diatribe about election integrity and what's going on and what we can expect. You know, I, I, I don't want to get into this, this doomer idea of like, well, what if they lock down again and they're going to force us all to do mail-in ballots? We're not there yet, you know? If we do, if we, if that's the reality, um, then that's what we have to work with. And that's what we're going to, you know, you be sure to come back here and we talk about it then if that's the case. But I'm not going to sit here and, and hypothesize like, oh, they're going to lock down and they're going to force us all to do mail-in ballots and they're going to ballot harvest and noodles is going to cheat and X, Y, and Z. I, you know, that's not my personal feeling that he, he's going to do it. Um, is that coffee in your cup? Yeah, there's absolutely coffee in my cup. I need my morning caffeine. Today I'm representing New Jersey. While also wearing a California shirt. So, anyway. Uh, there's a debate going on tonight at the Nixon Library. Uh, Camila brought it up earlier into this, uh, this live. And, let's see. I'd completely forgotten about it. Nixon Library debate. Let's see if we can find some information on that. It's highly unlikely, especially given that during the November election. Yeah, see, I, I, I had I had remembered that, you know, I, I remembered that uh, there were still polling locations open. I remember I think he got sued for changing the mail in ballots. You know, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm almost 100 percent confident that he got sued that he couldn't just unilaterally change mail-in ballots on his own under the emergency powers uh, because of that's a legislative power. Like the power for the elections lies with the legislature. So for him to just unilaterally just go, Oh, well, I'm just going to do mail-in ballots. Um, that's not, that's not something that uh, he was allowed to do. Yeah. They just cut back on how many were open. So, Telling you right now, it, there's probably going to be long lines at a lot of these things. Um, is it going to be as bad as like 
2020, maybe, uh, you know, it's not presidential election, but it's our big sort of presidential election. It's a big deal. Do, 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 do. someone asked a question? Let me see. Um, I, I haven't seen anything about the, so the question was, what about people who've already received their ballots? I haven't really seen anything to that effect. Fox 11 to host gubernatorial question is where can we watch this because if you don't live in that area where can you join fox 11 for the first good and the debate will air 6 to 7 30 you can watch live on fox 11 okay so okay now the next question is if you go to youtube so a lot of this stuff i'm figuring out at the same time and that's the point of coffee and california politics is that it's really a conversation it's a conversation between all of us um to figure out what's going on it's a it's our safe space for us to sit and chat about all this stuff. I don't see anything whether they have a live setup or ready to go. Um, usually they would have a live setup, but let's see if they have any more information. Talk amongst yourselves. Um, do, 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 do. Does it give you? Yeah, that doesn't really say anything about it. Come on, Fox LA 11. John Cox, Kevin Faulkner, Kevin Kylie, and Doug Ossie have all confirmed. Larry Elder, Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner's broke. And I think we all knew this was going to happen anyway. So Caitlyn Jenner, we knew, I think, was already a joke campaign. And now there's even more. Um, now there's even more. Maybe that'd be that'd be a fun live to do tonight. What do you think about that? Maybe that'd be a fun live to do tonight and like react to what's going on with the gubernatorial debate. That would be a fun live. Is Jenner still in Australia? As far as I know, Jenner is still in Australia. Mm-mm. He refuses to do debates. That's interesting. Why would Elder refuse to do bit and to do debates? He's a radio talk show host and an attorney. He should be able to hang. Uh, be tuned into watching Tremino. Um, I just noticed your T-shirt. Let's uh, get all the. This is not a California Underground T-shirt. Um, so, this is from some surf shop or something. But. If you wore a California Underground t-shirt that just had the logo, uh, I don't. that would not be electioneering because this is not a political party. It looks like it'll be on Fox in whatever area they are hosting. I just looked at Fox SF and they are showing it. Okay, I wonder if they won't allow you to vote in person if you don't have the vaccine. Um, no, I would feel like that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. If you're going to tell people they can't vote because of the vaccine... Um, they might tell you, you have to fill it out and drop it off, but otherwise they're, they're going to give you options to vote. They're not going to tell people like, Oh, you can't vote because you don't have the vaccine. And they're not, it's not like they're going to not count your vote because you don't have the vaccine. Uh, do, 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 do. Drive to Yorba Linda and go live outside the Nixon library. It'll be more fun than you'd think. Uh, no, thank you. I'm fine with hanging out. Uh, I like Kevin. He has been fighting for our kids and stuff. Okay. Overconfident Larry. Well, when you're in the lead, according to certain polls, as much as you are, sometimes you don't need to do anything. It's like, 
It's like when Trump was running. When Trump was running, he was so far ahead in the polls. There was that one debate he didn't even show up to, and he had a separate event, and more people showed up to that. And you saw the uh, you saw the ratings tank for that specific debate because there was no Trump. Let's see, Fox San Diego. I think it's Fox Five. Is it Fox Five? Fox Five. Does this mean I'll be able to get it on my rabbit ears? Um, seen on Fox. I'll have to double check, but definitely check your local Fox affiliate. There's no way they're going to have this debate and not get it televised across the state because there's going to be a lot of people want to tune into this tonight. So, anyway, any major fans in the chat? I don't think there's any major fans left on this platform. Uh, do, 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 do. Let's see what some comments are. Don't care who took the vaccine, just don't want to be forced. No mandates. But to be a poll worker or observer? Ooh. That's an interesting question. Um, my point is that if you take the vaccine, you're probably not likely to fight against it. Um, I disagree with that. I think there's, I mean, everybody has their own personal reasons for taking the vaccine. And if your health decision is you want to take the vaccine, then take the vaccine, you know? I mean, it's for medical freedom and your own, your own privacy and your own decisions. So, um, you could be for both. You could say like, I want to take the vaccine, but I also don't want it to be forced on people. That's a certainly normal, it's certainly a normal issue. It's a certainly acceptable stance in my mind. Um, I think, you know, it's like, I think saying like, if I go out and get the flu vaccine, doesn't mean I want to go and force everybody else to go get the flu vaccine. Um, but anyway, so yeah, what else is going on in California outside of election integrity? Uh, let's see. Any comments, anything people want to talk about, anything, if anybody tuned into the Open the Books podcast this past week, I thought he had a lot of good information about what's going on. Hopefully he wins that summary judgment coming up on September 10th, because then they'll get access to the entire checkbook um, for the entire state that will show a lot of, a lot of stuff um, that was probably awful, probably overspending. And I was reading an article last night on Flash Report an op-ed, which was a really interesting idea, and I had never heard of this before, about the idea of the new governor, whoever they should be, let's say it's, you know, whoever your favorite Republican is, um, is gets into office. They really have one way to do this when it comes to the budget and overspending, is this idea of zero-based budgeting. I never heard this before, but it could probably be a good idea for something like California, is the idea that every year, or at least Zero-based budgeting, you start with like two departments. Uh, If anybody knows what zero-based budgeting is, I'm just going to go over it real quick. Zero-based budgeting is really where you start with a department and you go, okay, let's start at zero. And every expenditure that you have, you have to rationalize to me, the boss or whatever, why you need this. And it would be good for, let's say, I don't know, the Department of Health or the Department of Education Just start with those two departments. Start with those two departments if you become governor after the recall. 
and do this zero-based budgeting on two of those departments. Start it right away. So by the time you get to 2022, you can say like, look, folks, this is just a small sample. This is just a small sample of what is going on in California when it comes to spending and, and stuff like that. And they can't justify... Um, it, they can't justify why we have all this spending. So that was an interesting idea of doing this zero-based budget. Sounds fantastic. Should do that on a federal level too. Yeah, all of government could probably afford to do it. They they complain that it, it, it creates too much paperwork, but in the age of technology, there's really no reason not to do it. And this is another thing that I've been thinking about and kind of pondering. And I kick around a lot. Um, is the idea that Republicans in California have to stop being the contrarian party and have to start thinking out of the box in terms of what their platform is and what they offer. It can't just be, we're not Democrats, you know, we're not Democrats and therefore vote for us because we're not Democrats. You have to have like some sort of platform that people want to vote for. Uh, In most terms, people don't want to vote for taking stuff away. They want to vote for something that Sounds like it's going to make their life better. And in terms of California, there's a lot of unique ways to think about this. I don't know if anybody read that article that I, I had posted about the dissident right um, and this idea of like the intellectual right here in California, because we've been so used to being down and out for so long that it's time to really start thinking outside the box in terms of we have to start thinking of different solutions, different things. While the left basically has one trick up their sleeve and it's basically what they've been doing forever which is where you're oppressed you need more government every year it's you're oppressed you need more government you're oppressed you need more government you're oppressed you need more government that's basically their line their their whole line is you're oppressed you need more government um and every year they keep promising promising more and more um they promise more and more government spending they promise more government programs but none of it really goes out to do anything And the problem is Republicans can't just sit back and go, well, we're just not Democrats and we're just the contrarian of of Democrats. They have to look at these issues and go, what's the Republican solution? Are we at a point where the Republican Party in California is going to be more like, I don't know, like a reform party around like the turn of the century with Teddy Roosevelt and all that, where they were against corruption and they were against government spending or, or government abusive spending and government waste? Um so is that really where California Republicans have to go? Is not just the same old, uh, the same old argument that we're X, Y, and Z. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, you can definitely be for conservative fiscal conservatism, right? But fiscal conservatism sounds like you're taking stuff away. Switch that argument. Think about it in a different sense. Instead of saying like fiscal conservative, think of something that is like fiscally efficient um, in terms of California, where you could say like, look, we could still get rid of a lot of waste, which would be fiscal conservatism because you're rolling back a lot of the waste, a lot of the spending and all that stuff. And we could be efficient. Now, mind you, if there's programs that don't need to be keep going, you can get rid of them. But it's the idea of you have to switch the language and how things are presented rather than just, well, we're fiscal conservatives and we want to get rid of X, Y, and Z. 
yeah, that's an ideal state maybe down the road where we can completely roll back everything and make the state as small as possible. But I'm talking about like next year. I'm talking about right now. And the idea that you have to like change your platform to make sense about solutions. Yeah, like a financial audit or like the zero-based budgeting. Um, zero-based budgeting, which is the idea of like start at zero. Start at zero and tell me why you need every single expenditure going on. Um, so those are some things that like, you know, I'm working on behind the scenes. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about like, how do you switch the language? The goal is the same. Um, but how do you change that? How do you change the platform to make it sound what really ails California and California solutions? And that's really what we have to go after. So that's my rant. I know a lot of people are going back and forth in the comments right now about Kylie or Tremino and all that stuff, which is fine. That's the point of this. The point of the coffee in California politics is for us to um, go back and forth and discuss and talk about open. It's a free open exchange of ideas. Um, as a little as a little uh, side note, if you enjoy these kind of conversations, um, I encourage you to go over to the discord. Uh, the link is in my bio. It's you know, it warms my little heart when I start to see everybody connecting and talking in the Discord. It's really becoming quite the little community over there. We started the recall channel where people can start to organize recalls across the state. We're going to work on that. Um, so, yeah, there's going to be, you know, that's the place if you want to organize outside of this platform or the podcast or stuff like that. Go to Discord. We're sharing a lot of news. We're chatting. We're talking about a lot of stuff. People are talking. It's a lot of fun over there. Um, the more people who come over and get involved, it gets even more fun. So, uh, Kylie is extremely pro vaccine. So as elder, they're only going to fight against mandates when push comes to shove. Tremino would never allow it. He wants to make Florida jealous. I can't vote until the 2022 election. That's still going to be a big election. Don't worry. That's going to be a big election. Did anyone catch the secret school board meeting up North yesterday about the vax mandate? I didn't catch any of it. I saw that people were, um, tuning in and, I didn't really get a whole report. Bum, 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 bum. Do, 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 do. Let's see what other comments people have. You guys are all all fired up. I love how every week it gets more and more fiery in here. In a good way. I, I, I can tell the passion. I can see people. Um, people are passionate about this stuff. I'm glad you come to this platform to discuss. So I'm glad you spend a, an hour of your time with me. Every Wednesday morning. Doug, I didn't see what happened between Doug Ossie and Tremino. Cuomo should go to prison. Yeah, that's the... I know I've been sharing a lot about that. It's across the way. But it's one of those things that you're like... Uh, you know, they, they hailed Cuomo as the, the shadow president. They called him... He's the president who's working in reality. That's what Chris Hayes said. You know, he's the president of, of reality. That's what he is. And now I, w- I want to see how fast they all turn on Cuomo now that the AG has basically said it. And they've been trying to sweep this under the rug for a while. Like people came forward and said, hey, he sexually harassed me. And everyone's like, nah, no, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. It's no, you're lying. So the whole believe all women... Um, 
I guess, goes out the window when it's someone powerful like Cuomo or like Bill Clinton, for that matter, or Joe Biden, for that matter, or Hunter Biden, for that matter. If you're a powerful Democrat, believe all women doesn't really count. So it's always fun to see. Uh, it's like when they step on a rake, like in the cartoons, like that's the, what happens to the left is that they, they promote one thing and then they get caught doing that thing. And then they all have to kind of pretend like they're above it, but they're now stuck in this weird, like they, <laughs> they lauded, they heaped praise on Cuomo as the great, you know, he's presidential. He's more presidential than Trump. And now all of a sudden they have to kind of walk it back. Uh, let's see. We got about six minutes left. Uh, look up Cuomo's sister who runs a 501c3 for homeless people. She makes a huge salary while the homeless center is disgusting. Yeah. Why am I not surprised? Nonprofits are a lot of slush funds for a lot of these politicians. Um, any thoughts on yesterday's new Emerson poll to post have the race a dead heat amongst likely voters? Yeah, I think that's a good sign. And and that, I don't think that's catching everybody. I don't think that's catching everybody because in, in 2003, there was like a 7% swing that they didn't catch. So if I were if I were noodles, I'd be sweating right now because it's statistically tied, meaning it's within the margin of error. So even though it's 46, 48, it's still statistically tied, which means that it's very close coming down to the wire. And there's probably a lot of people who are kind of sitting low in the shadows. I think there might be, and this is my prediction and my feeling, I think there might be a sort of secret vote of silent people who are never, ever going to say they are going to vote to recall noodles. But when they get in that poll, when they get into that 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 booth and they pull the lever, they're going to pull the lever for vote yes. It's going to be like the whole 2016 Hillary and Trump thing where they're like, oh, of course, I'm going to vote for Hillary. She's the first woman. I want, you know, I want to be accepted by all my progressive friends and all my progressive family. But in reality, like they kind of just go, you know, this noodle guy, he kind of sucks. Like everything's awful. Everything's expensive. And they're going to give it another try for somebody else. I think there might be that contingency out there. So if I was noodles, I'd be very scared that the polls are this close already. And there might be a large groundswell, like a silent majority or a silent, silent portion of the electorate that will come out of nowhere and vote to recall him. So he may actually get recalled by a larger margin than he thinks. So that's my, my feeling about this. I think there's probably a lot of people because hell, that's the reason this is called the California underground is because people who think against the, the narrative of, you know, you're either far left in California or you're some sort of right wing Nazi bigot, whatever, was this idea that you can't really speak out and you can't really feel free expressing your opinions. So how many people do you think are out there who are part of this like underground who are like they don't want to say anything. They may vote conservative. They may go in there by themselves and vote conservative. But they may pretend like, oh, yeah, I, I you know, I hate Trump and blah, blah, blah. And Noodles is doing a great job. Um, so I think there's probably a large contingency of people like that. I also think it's interesting that that article I posted this morning about how the Latino communities are really the kind of the future of the California Republican Party. Uh, if you want to talk about a community that, that fits right in with the Republican platform of you know traditional conservatism, freedom of religion, um, centering your life around the family, Republicans are really all about that. And the fact that they're not going after, and this is really an important part, that they kind of have, if the California GOP 
should really be putting a lot of money into that outreach. They should really be working on that. I don't know why they're not. I think they figure like it's not worth it or anything's not really going to be beneficial to us or nice to us. Um, but you got to try, like, I think you got to get out there. I think there's, you're going to see more of it. I mean, there's, there's candidates on the recall ballot, um, who are speaking to the Latino community. We only have 20% registered Republicans in the state elder can bridge gaps in exchange for a little less than a strong positive. Ossie said Yorba Linda was a waste of time, then called the Cathedral City Forum and said he will not go if they do a mock election and he wanted in debate format only. 54% of Latinos now support recall. Yeah. I mean, we could probably do a whole show and I'd love to have someone on who could speak more to this. Maybe someone from El American wants to come on. If anybody knows anybody from El American and wants to come on to the podcast and talk about this or do a live together about the future of California conservatism, I think is, is Latino. Um, and the fact that Republicans are not really reaching out to that and not doing a good job. You know, I think Tremino has been doing it. I think Tremino went on a Spanish news network. Um, I know Faulkner has been going on Spanish news networks a lot. When he started his campaign, he was on Univision and Telemundo. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, you're very welcome, of course. Every Wednesday, 9 a.m. Do, 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 do. We can only pray that they, they want to vote noodles out. The shy recall voter. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, the shy recall voter is a great way to put it. Debate is four to six on Fox. Um, they are men running for governor, not a savior. You have to expect they are all fallen. I like to know. Every interview with Tremino I've liked. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm in talks of trying to get a follow-up interview with Tremino. Maybe take a ride up to Orange County. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Uh, the fact to me is very open as an individual and state. It's not me against Newsom. It's the voter of California against Newsom. It's like a court case. Mm-mm-mm. I agree. Can't imagine all Democrats are happy with his mandates, limits their right lifestyle freedoms as are as with Republicans. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a lot of open minds. Um, the California GOP doesn't care. Uh, yeah. I, 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 it's not that I don't think they care. I think they, they're stuck in their ways. I think they need, need new leadership. I think they need, I think there needs to be a grassroots sort of resurrection of the California GOP, in all honesty. I think that's really what it comes down to. I think they're, they're stuck in this mindset of, well, this is what worked when we elected Ronald Reagan. It's like, well, Ronald Reagan was like freaking 40 years ago. Like, it's time to get past Ronald Reagan. A lot has changed since Ronald Reagan. So, you know, people like Ronald Reagan, but we shouldn't worship at the altar of Ronald Reagan and, and pray for his blessing on everything we do. It's kind of time to move past that. Like, we, it, it's 2021. Um, so, maybe they're still calling for people to write him in. Yeah. Yep. This Latina has red-pilled 11 family members today. Yeah. Awesome. You go. Have Legsit on. Um, yeah, if Legsit wants to come on, that'd be awesome. Legsit would be fun to, to do a, a live with or something like that or a podcast. Uh, I mean, and here in San Diego, it's just amazing. Like, there, there should be more of an outreach. And I don't think there's enough. 
I just don't think there's there's any push as of yet. And, and sad to say, like, you go to these like central committee meetings, and it's just it doesn't look good. It just does not look good for the GOP. It's not diverse. It's a lot of older white people. It's exactly what the left paints the Republicans as: is a bunch of old white people. It doesn't look good. So we got to get better. Can one be a poll worker or a poll watcher if one is just resident with a green card? Um, you'd have to ask your county registrar. Maybe I think you might have to be a citizen. I don't know. You'd have to double check with that. I don't. I think you have to be a citizen. It's major still going at you. Should that's where I recorded um, the first interview with Tremino was at his office. It's unbelievable. Uh, um, bum, bum, bum. Just finishing up all these comments, trying to catch up with you guys. You guys are so fast. Um, the Lexa is working with the GOP to make change and ignite the Latino vote. Awesome. I'd love to hear more about it. I'd love to hear more about it because I, I'm not seeing the end result. I'm not seeing it out here. And I think, um, you know, there, there needs to be more of a push completely. Um, this is one of those things we talked about with like good identity politics and bad identity politics is Brian and I have talked about this before. Do you think California will implement a Vax passport system if he isn't recalled? Possibly. He might do that. Uh, do you think he'll go full? The other thing is he's still got to run in 2022. And if he's coming off a recall that he might narrowly beat, shows that it might embolden his detractors if he just narrowly beats a recall because they'll be like, we just missed recalling him by 2 or 3%. Um, it would embolden people to be like, Hey, this could be competitive. Like we could do something here. So he's still got to run 2022 old white people are bad. No, I'm not saying they're bad. I'm saying it's a bad look. The optics are not good. Um, because it just looks like it's just a party of old white people. Biden, old white. I have more examples. Um, I think if you're, if you're a party that wants to welcome and be more like a big tent party, um, I'm Mexican, but I don't speak any Spanish. So they laugh at me. If I tried, I laugh at me too. On your local Fox station, that's where it's going to be. I think the Cuban crisis is waking the people up to their true conservative roots. Yeah. I mean, that's an, that's another angle to kind of, again, I, I'm, I'm not Latino. I'm not Hispanic. Um, my fiance is uh, Hispanic. Uh, so, I mean, I, I don't know if that gives me any credence to talk about any of this stuff. But that, that's one angle to kind of reach out to the Latino communities. There's a lot of, if you look at, let's say, like the differences between any Latino, South American, Central American country and here and kind of say, like, we want to make it so that this doesn't turn in to your country, the country that you may have come from. You know, it's like why a lot of Cubans are conservative or like Venezuelans are a lot of conservative because they look at where they came from and they say, I don't want socialism. I want free market. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to build a business. Uh, so that's another angle to go with. And, and I think that's something that like, I think Republicans don't do a good job of being like, well, Democrats in California basically want to turn California into 
a lawless state where the police don't come and help you, which in a lot of terms is like Mexico, um, from my understanding. And they want to turn it into a, a, a state that, that doesn't allow you to be an entrepreneur and, and make yourself better. Do, 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 do. A lot of people give up too easy. That's the problem. Well, you know, it takes the few to really kind of drag everyone along. And I'm glad people who are here are here to work hard. Oh, I caught up. Okay. Latinos have conservative values. I don't understand why they vote Democrat. Well, that's if you read that article I, I posted this morning from The Atlantic, and you know it's not like a fluff piece because The Atlantic's not definitely not... Um, Yelang is definitely not a conservative publication, uh, but it makes good points. You know, I, w- I would encourage everybody, you can go back in my stories, you can swipe up, you can read the whole article, but it makes a great point, which is there was this proposition, Prop 187, a while back that the California GOP really pushed, and they kind of, their messaging was, that they're coming to take over our state. And it, it, it was just bad messaging because it kind of made it sound like, like we don't want you here. And, it, you know, it came off wrong. And, and whether that was the goal or not, um, it turned them off to the Republican platform, even though everything is everything the Republican platform really stands for is really what they stand for. Uh, so I would encourage you to read the entire article. It's very good. It, it makes some really good points about it. Um, but now things are changing. Things are changing because there's a lot of people who may have emigrated to this country who are now, you know, second, third generation are now working in the middle class and it's hard to live in California. And they may say, hey, I just, you know, it's hard to live here and I want to make it better to live here. So uh, one thing, one of the quotes at the end, which was very interesting from a political director in the Republican Party, was something about uh, Latinos in California will literally step over homeless and needles and pay high gas prices and deal with high rent and housing costs than vote Republicans. And if that's not an indictment on how bad Republicans have done to message their platform to the Latino community... I don't know what else. It's a great point, though. It's a great point. So um, we never say we don't want them here. We want them here legally. Well, yeah, that's the problem. The messaging got lost and it, it turned a lot of them off. And, you know, they started voting for Democrats. But again, like I just said 20 minutes ago, 20, 30 minutes ago, the issue is, is that Democrats have the same card that they keep playing in California over and over and over again, which is that you're oppressed and we're here from the government and we're going to make you less oppressed. When in reality, nothing the California government has ever done has made anyone less oppressed. Point it out to me. Point it out to me. And and if you can prove me wrong, I'd be surprised. But I, I, I doubt it. And I think there's a lot of what California Democrats end up doing because they think they're helping the oppressed ends up hurting a lot of the low-income citizens here in California, like lower class or lower middle class, or maybe immigrant families who can't really afford to be middle class. So that's really why, 
you have to point that out. You have to point out that California Democrats are really stuck in this old 20th century mindset of like, well, if we just make government bigger, if we just spend more tax money, like this FDR style of big government, if we create more government agencies, we'll solve oppression, we'll solve poverty. In reality, you have to look at it and go, no, 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 no. That's not how we're going to do it anymore. It's the 21st century where the global epicenter of technology, supposedly, we're the global epicenter of technology and new technology. We can make government more efficient. We can think outside the box. We can break boundaries. We can change the way things are done. And we can make a government that's, that's more for the 21st century. Um, and just point out that the Democrats are stuck. You know, you can almost point out that Democrats are really stuck in the past and that they are not being progressive at all. So... It's an interesting, we're at an interesting spot here in California, where it goes and how it happens will be interesting to see who jumps on it. Does the, is there a new party? Is there a new group in the party? Um, We'll see. We'll see. But these are the things I think about outside of these lives as I think about these things about, um, you know. Where are we going? California is in a very unique spot right now, and, and we got to think outside the box. And I think California is ripe for thinking outside the box. That's who we are. So anyway, all right. So we must educate them. We need to open our arms and show what we all stand for. You can point out, but if we keep closing out to the Latino community, we will lose. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I absolutely agree. And it's not just plain identity politics because they're like plain lip service. Um. It's not just like, oh, we're going to pay lip service to you as a community. It's the idea like, well, this is what we actually stand for. This is what the party stands for. And this is what you stand for. So you should be, you would get along with our party platform. That's really what it comes down to. is And that messaging so far, I haven't seen it come out yet. Uh, it should be up in front of everybody's face. They should be going for broke. California GOP has millions of dollars to spend. Um, yeah, Asian population as well. Asians vote conservative. Um, so, right there. So, there, there needs to be a lot of work done. Um, I'd love if Lexit came on, Lexit, or anybody else who wants to come on and talk about this issue because I, I think it's something to talk about and I think it's something we need to get out there. I think we need to brainstorm how to get it out there. Um, but that's my final thought. Uh, we went a little over today, which is fine. Whatever. I don't mind going over a little over today. I didn't have any hard stops. Um, boop, 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 boop. is trying to open the eyes of Latino population. Lift them up and encourage them to think big. Yeah. Well, go for it. Let's start at the bottom. Drugs ruins lives. Cities creates a need for more government. Drug dealers and pharmacy must be treated as the serial killers they are. Uh, I said one thing I'm seeing from all states. Eyes are being opened. Yeah, we're in a very, very unique political landscape right now. Um, I'm just looking up at the TV and wondering why the Treasury Secretary is in Georgia. Probably because she wants to give out more money to buy more Georgia. I don't know. Uh, my largest concern is... Anyway, I keep CNBC on in the background to watch the markets. Um... Yeah, we need to get together and we need to figure this out. And I think, you know, we need to kind of revamp the entire message. And I think we need to offer new solutions. I think we need to think outside the box 
with unique solutions and not just be square in a square peg in a round hole. I know I keep saying that, but sometimes I just feel like it just needs to be said over and over again, which is can't just be a, a square peg in a round hole. You know, we, we got to think outside the box, create a new platform that still is part of our goals and our, our values, but also that's for a 21st century California. But that's just my feeling. Anyway, as I was saying, we went a little over today, as always, every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Coffee in California politics. Um, thoughts on why we are not seeing Republicans helping to recall Newsom. I don't know. I, that That's weird. Um, I don't know. That's a question I asked. I, you know, boba liberals. Uh, yeah, that's a good way to put it. I call them champagne liberals, but boba liberals is a good way to put it because that's sort of what they do. They drink their boba. Um, I like big name Republicans are staying out of it. Maybe that's the goal. Maybe they don't want big name Republicans to get involved. Maybe they don't want like Trump to get involved because they want to make it. They don't want to turn it into a Republican recall. They want to just turn it into a bipartisan recall. That might be the reason why. I don't know. That could be one reason why. But the fact that they're not just absolutely dumping money into pro-recall packs that could be pushing. I mean, Stop the Republican Recall has raised over $40 million, and that's just one pack. So has any candidate been endorsed? No, I don't think they're endorsing any candidate. They're staying out of it. Anyway. All right, I got to run. I got a lot of work to do today. Thank you for tuning in. As always, Wednesday at 9 a.m. Um, sorry, I'm just reading this post. Yeah, if uh, I just lost my complete train of thought. Wednesday, every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m., Coffee and California Politics uh, podcast was on Monday with Adam. I would highly suggest you listen to it. Um, probably going to get, uh, one of my buddies on who can talk more about employment law. We got a lot of people playing. There's going to, there's going to be like a, a mad dash of interviews heading towards the recall election. Um, so we'll see, we'll see who else can, who wants to come on, um, as always. But one thing is consistent. This will always be here on Wednesday morning. If not, you'll see like, you'll see like last week where I make it up to you. I don't, I don't chip you out of a coffee in California politics. Um, Tell your friends. Uh, if you want to get keep the conversation going with other people on this platform, I highly encourage you to go to the Discord. And yeah, Noodles merchandise is still up in the link in the bio. Get it before the recall. Start spreading the word. You know, really brand them with that nickname. Really brand them with the noodle stuff. Anyway, thank you all for taking the time. Oh, no. Thank you guys for coming on here. It always makes me feel good to see a lot of people on here and a lot of passionate people. I see a lot of you are commenting, and that's good. Uh, this is where we come to talk about this stuff. So thank you for coming on, and I will see you guys on the next one. Later.
Thank you for listening to another episode of California Underground. If you like what you heard, remember to subscribe, like, and review it. And follow California Underground on social media for updates as to when new episodes are available. 